Today marks 100 days since the coronavirus broke China. And so here we are, 100 days in to coronavirus, to global pandemic and panic and chaos and control. Not by us. We, we are out of control. We're losing our shit. We're sitting around going, oh, I don't know what to do. Someone tell me what to do. And Big Brother is stepping in and going, you know what? We got this. Never let a crisis go to waste, right? Let us impose all of the constitutional violating bills that we've been holding under our arm and utilize this moment right now to seize control, seize the moment, and do everything we've been wanting to do. Suddenly, we're applauding surveillance. Suddenly, we're saying, I'm so glad that the police department is utilizing GPS unconstitutionally to track our movements, to make sure that we're following through with the shelter in place orders. Who says that? Who have we become? We have now become the society where snitches get riches. It's no longer that snitches are bitches. It's no longer that snitches get stitches. It's now, you snitches, you're gonna get your riches because states and counties are offering money to citizens to call in and tattle on their neighbors. And the best part of all is the deconstructionist Christians, the post-Christians, the people who are coming out of their boxes and breaking free from their religious dogmatic shackles, they're the ones that are condoning and endorsing this behavior. Suddenly it's loving to tattle on your neighbor and get them in trouble with the law. Suddenly it's loving to violate the civil liberties that the Constitution has granted all of us. Please help me make sense of that, people. I'm starting to lose my fucking mind watching you people lose your fucking mind. I've been calm, cool, and content. I've tried to offer encouragement. I went through a little apathetic stance. Cynicism kind of overwhelmed me. But you know what? Right now, I'm really comfortable in this cynicism. Because when you're cynical, you don't fall for all the bullshit. When you're cynical, you're willing to critically evaluate things. When you're cynical, you're not going to be a malleable sheep doing whatever the shepherds that you've elected tell you to do while they're maneuvering you over a cliff. Cynicism is going to save me right now. If nothing else, it's going to save me my sanity. What is the crisis revealing to me right now? It's revealing inauthenticity. It's showing me that everybody's a fake fuck. Like, I don't say that lightly. I mean, I kind of had a general feeling that most people were fake, but that's just because most people don't know how to come into their full selves. And I'm totally okay with that. And I am down for people just like fucking through failures and figuring things out for themselves. But the people that promote themselves as woke or enlightened or as a mystic or a contemplative or somebody that's been revered. And, and that includes people that I have been, that I have respected, people that I've looked up to, people that uh, I've read. It's like suddenly we're, we're, we're losing all bearings and we're falling apart. And don't get me wrong, from time to time, I fall apart too. I'm falling the fuck apart right now. I'm cynical. I'm bitchy. I just want to like grr at everybody. And at the same time, I know that all I have to do 
is close my little screen and go back into my real life, none of this is really all that bad. But the people that say they're woke, that say they're enlightened, and I hate the word woke, but I'm just going to use it because you know what it means. Or the people that self-title themselves as mystics, right? Or contemplatives. They, they're losing their shit too. They might be doing it in a really articulate way because they're, you know, giving you daily updates and they're giving you encouraging messages and they're sharing some great meditative podcasts that you can listen to because, you know, all of us just love sitting in absolute silence all the time. Probably not something to recommend right now while people are isolated and we have shelter in place orders. I mean, given the fact that in some European countries, as high as 60% of the population lives alone. 30% of the population in the United States lives alone. So I'm all about finding alone time and quiet time and inner peace and serenity and, you know, being locked in a room where I don't have a kid banging on the door saying, mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, can you help me with this? Mommy, will you come and look at this? Mommy, will you blah, 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 blah. right? So me, shelter in place. Well, I live with six other people. I'm not alone, but I get that people are lonely. So I just want to point out all you meditative podcasters out there. Telling people to sit in silence is not always the best and peaceful practice. I myself cannot just sit there and, and lose myself in some inner solitude. I'm, I'm just not like that. And not everybody is like that. But we, we pander this shit off as like a one size fits all. And I wish people would be more like transparent about the fact that not all people like to do this and not all people meditate like this. And this idea that we all have to meditate in silence with our, you know, legs crossed while we're listening to chanting Buddhists and blah, 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 which is actually something that I do when I do yoga. But yoga is my meditation. Painting is my meditation. Smoking a joint is my goddamn meditation. So let's stop passing this off as the fix, the cure the thing that's going to help us all come out of the crisis in some kind of like positive mental health state. Because the truth is, we're going to come out of this really fucked up. If we're allowed to come out at all. Because the majority of you people have just shit all over individual liberty. You know, rights that we're supposed to be advocating for and making sure aren't being oppressed. Like suddenly we're like, you know what? But our personal rights, our individual rights, our rights to liberty, our rights to decide to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Because we live in the United States of America where we don't need a freaking pass to leave our house and go take a drive in our car. Because we've been cooped up with six people all goddamn day. Do you see what I mean? I'm losing my shit. I'm losing my shit because it's effectively everybody else out there who is laying down and not standing up against things and not rebelling against these stupid rules and not even asking questions and thinking about things critically and analyzing and asking ourselves, if I'm willing to acquiesce to this now, what does that mean for me later? If I'm willing to lay down like a fucking doormat right now and hand over my rights and become a fucking barbecue Betty and tattle on my neighbors because I can get paid for it, what does that mean afterwards? Does that mean I can go back to normal? Because this is our new normal. What does our new normal look like? Does our new normal look like not giving a fuck about having any choice anymore? Is our new normal communism? Is our new normal police state? Is our new normal? If it pleases the crown, if it pleases the government, may I please go to the grocery store even though I don't have an essential employee certification? But I digress. Who am I to complain, right? I'm privileged. I'm protected. And I'm prepared. So... What do we do? Where do we go from here? What goes on? Do we sit there and act like we are all fucking walking psychologists and have all the answers for grief and trauma and stress? I would say no. I would recommend that you stop doing that. I've seen so much of that going on right now. 
You know what? Here's the best advice. If you don't really have a lot of information in your head about trauma, about grief, about moods, about up and downs, about depression, shut up about it. That would just be most helpful. I mean, honestly, we have experts, right? And experts actually mean something when it comes to diagnosing and when it comes to meeting the needs of other people. Because those of us who are not expert, those of us who have not put in the work and the time and the energy and the practice to making sure that we are meeting the needs of others in these specific areas are better equipped to handle this shit, right? We're not. We're not equipped to handle this shit. It's case in point why I'm doing a ranting podcast right now because we're not equipped. So if I could give any advice right now, that's where I would start. Stop giving this crap advice. Don't act like this is normal. This is normal. What we are living through is not fucking normal. None of this is normal. None of it is normal. It's not normal to have to be locked in our houses and scared to go outside. It's not normal for us to see someone wearing a mask and think they're automatically contagious. What is happening right now, the dynamics at play, is upsetting what is normal. And so for any of us to sit there and say, like, this is normal, what you're feeling is normal, how the fuck would you know if it's normal? We've never gone through this before. What the fuck does normal even mean? This is chaos. And the one thing that I know about chaos and the minimal amount of time that I've spent understanding chaos is that there's no rules for it. There's no organization to it. There's no normal chaos. So we have to stop acting like this is normal. We have to at least be willing to say, bruh, I don't know what to tell you, but I hear you and it resonates. How about let's just do that? How about let's tell each other, I hear you and I see you without thinking that we have to be Dr. Drew or Brene Brown or some other professional out there who has the expertise to directly confront the conflicts that people are having. Let's just stop, please. Just Meet people without having to be an expert. I've seen so many people who are suddenly experts on viruses and how freaking illnesses spread. And I'm like, wow, does everybody have a doctor degree now? Like, everybody's a doctor now. What's going on? When did this happen? It's not happening. It's just, what, the people who are scared want to come off as pompous douchebags who know everything and have the answer for everything because they're afraid to say that they're just as scared too. Me too. I'm scared I'm not going to have any fucking rights when this is all said and done. I'm scared that they're going to find a way to keep us locked in our houses for a year. I'm scared that they're going to justify doing it because after the illness, after the second wave, after the second catastrophe, after the fall in the crash and the uh, the the beginning of the rebuilding of the economy then it's going to be a fight for climate change and you know damn well that's coming next and so i'm scared for all of that i'm scared for new regulations i am scared about the violation of the constitution i am scared cuz we are begging for a police state right now so that's what i'm scared about what's scarier than that is how everybody is acting like they're a goddamn expert on everything none of us are experts at anything right now let's stop pretending let's listen to the experts and then let's not sit there after we hear what the experts have to say and then decide you know what i've done enough google research to decide that what that expert said is false You know what may be entirely possible and maybe something you should consider thinking? Maybe all the experts don't know what the fuck they're saying either. There's always that possibility. There is a possibility that each one of them has their own kind of fucking agenda behind whatever it is that they're saying. I mean, why not push the conspiracy theories right now? Why not make you think a little bit harder about what's going on instead of trusting CNN and MSNBC and Fox News? Why don't you start digging 
Or better yet, why don't you get off your fucking social media and stop bitching and complaining about how much time you've had to spend with your children or your spouse? How hard homeschool is? How hard this is? How hard it is to not see people? All you have is complaints, and why am I surprised? It is complaint culture. I know some people are going to be like, you know, you're being really rough, you're being really raw, you're being a little harsh, you know, is this really necessary? Okay, well, let's back up for a minute, okay? This is proof of how stupid we are collectively, okay? So what? In an effort to contain the amount of face masks that people were buying, they started telling us they weren't effective, okay? And we were like, oh, oh. It must be like a different atmosphere when surgeons use those masks. And, uh, okay, so I'm going to stop buying masks now on Amazon because they're no longer effective. And then I'll just keep stocking up on toilet paper. Okay, so everyone believed that, right? The who came out and said that. Everybody was panicking. They wanted to make sure that we wouldn't just stock up on supplies. And so because they had no faith in any society, which, I mean, I guess, given how we act towards one another, you can't really hate on them for that. So they lied to us in an effort to slow the the, the, the orders and the delivery and, and, and maintain the supply for the people that actually need it, right? And so we all jumped on board and we're like, guys... You know, masks aren't even effective, and if you're not using the, the N95 or whatever the fuck masks they are, if you're not using those masks, you know, you're not really protected. And then you had all these people getting up and posting videos and showing clips like, look, proof that these masks aren't really effective because look at how wide open they are on the sides. And so they're not really doing anything for you. And then all of a sudden we were like, why aren't we, tell- why are we telling people the masks don't protect us anymore? Wait. And so then everyone's like, oh, well, actually... Um, we just said that because we didn't want you to buy all the masks and we didn't really have any faith in you that you would listen to us and not buy 50,000 for yourself for your little prepper chambers. So that's what they did. And then what did we do? We were like, well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I can understand. And, uh, I mean, they falsely delivered information to you. You ate it up and asked for seconds. And then you regurgitated it and fed it to all your friends. And then you found out that you fell for the lie. It's like, what was it? I was listening to Joe Rogan and, uh, what's his face? Weinstein. And he was talking about this this sociological theory or concept that explains like what happened when the the World Wrestling Federation finally came out and was like, okay, it's fake. And the reason behind that was because McMahon didn't want to have to pay taxes as though he was operating as a, a sporting event. And so he lied and was like, this is all scripted and da, 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 da. And what happened? Everyone was like, cool story bro i'm gonna keep watching even though you all lied to me and i thought this was real so and and that was just a really interesting concept to hear them like have during what is taking place right now and it really makes you think like we we're not so worried about being conned so long as we know we're being conned and if we know we're being conned we'll like find a million ways to justify why it's okay that we still support the thing that was actually a con like huh So that's why we are down with all the fake bullshit scripted reality shows. We know it's not real and we're okay with it not being real because it's entertaining. And at the same time, we're going to apply it to our own lives and act like that should be the expectation of reality. 
See what I mean about inauthenticity? We're all fake fucks. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you right now. Something that I always try to be. I feel like I've been fake. It was something that I've always been accused of. My family used to accuse me of being fake. And it was like the worst insult ever because I only ever wanted to really be true to myself, say what I felt, say what I believed, and not have to worry about whether or not it was pleasing to whomever was hearing it. And so they always called me fake. And I had to actually step back and go, okay, I don't feel like I'm fake, but why is it that they're thinking that I'm fake? And the reality of it was is because I was putting on a good show whenever I would get together with my family. I didn't really like them. I didn't really get along with them. There were so many instances. There was a death. There was a marriage. There was a birth. And suddenly we were like, all that shit goes under the rug. We're going to put on a happy face and we're going to fake this shit, you know, because we're going to come together in unity and da, 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 da. But if we don't resolve things that are under the surface, that whole fake persona that we're holding up can only last so long. And slowly but surely, it, it was like being chipped away at. And so when I was in their face, I wouldn't be directly confrontational. I wouldn't go, you know, you say these things all the time and I know you're joking, but I really don't like it. And so then I would wait until I had the safety of the screen or the telephone where I would confront them. And then they would be like, oh, well, why couldn't you say this to my face? Well, to be honest, my sisters are violent for one. So if I would have said something like that to their face, I would have been, you know, potentially at risk for getting punched. And it's just like, you know, we all kind of avoid confrontation when we want to. And then we get to a breaking point and we think, okay, well, I'm a little bit at a safer distance right now. And at this safe distance, I can actually be real with you. And if the result and the consequence starts escalating, well, I can just shut my phone down. And then, you know, physically, I'm still safe. Actually, while I'm just saying this out loud, spinning my hamster wheel, that kind of offers me a little piece of understanding in something that I've noticed in my experience with Tinder is why people are willing to be vulnerable to somebody that they don't know, whereas like relationships struggle significantly and people have a difficult time of being vulnerable and real and authentic within relationships. Proximity safety, the closer we are to somebody, the harder it is to be authentic. The further we move away from somebody, the easier it is to be fake. Just put that on with your tinfoil hat and think about that for a little bit. I'm going to come back to that at some point. I'm actually, when I'm done, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to write this shit down because that's a really interesting concept. And I would really love to hear your thoughts on that. But the reality is, is we're okay with fake shit. So long as it entertains us or benefits us or pleasures us. And even knowing that it's fake, we'll still embrace it as though it's real. We'll still embrace it as truth. We'll still embrace it as expert. And we'll still embrace it as something that we need to endorse because ideologically it aligns with whatever our beliefs, our values are, whatever principles that we uphold, and whatever political party we support, right? And so as all of this is unfolding, just it, it, the revelation, the great revelation to me is we're not as authentic as we claim to be. And so I've been holding back. I've been trying to be positive. I've been trying to, you know, vent out the reactionary things that I want to write to. I've been struggling with writing because I feel like it's too cynical and it's too harsh and it's too not sugarcoated. And the thing you should know about me is I'm not a sugarcoater. I never have been. I'm not with my kids. I'm not with my husband. I'm snappy. I'm impulsive. I'm reactive. I'm easily activated. But I'm also really good at conceding. And I get better and better at conceding earlier and earlier. And sometimes I get so good that I don't react at all. So it's a struggle. But at the same time, in a position such as I am in, 
you know, if you're too reactive or you are, 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 are showing too much of the real you, that can push a lot of people away. Well, somebody who needs to make a little bit of money from people being interested in what I have to say to walk that fine line and hold that tension of being controversial enough, but not too controversial that I make people go away. And, you know, it's a struggle for me because it's, I know it's inauthentic because at the same time where I want people to hear what I have to say, I can't force people to hear what I have to say. And you're going to hear whatever the fuck you want to hear. You can hear me saying the absolute fucking truth that needs to be said, or you can hear me going off my rafters and being a bitch and freaking out and losing control, just like the rest of society that I am alleging is taking place. So whatever you want to go from there. But the truth is, is I haven't been truthful, not with my own feelings and not even with my own responses with some friends who are super whiny and are super clingy and are super depressed. And I feel bad for them because I have been alone. I have been isolated. I have been depressed. But nobody ever helped me out by patronizing me. Nobody ever helped me out by doing that. The only time I was ever helped out is when I really got some serious tough love. And that tough love came from myself. It can't come from anybody else. And so as much as I want to help other people, I can't even give them a script to repeat as a mantra and say, in 30 days, this will be your new habit and you'll feel amazing. Because if you aren't ready to get real with yourself, if you aren't ready to pull yourself by the collar and shake yourself and say, fucking snap out of this bullshit, stop acting like a baby, you're never going to get past whatever it is you're holding on to. That's the truth. I'm the only one that's ever been able to talk me out of my depression. I'm the only one that has stopped myself from ending my life. I'm the only one that has motivated myself. I'm the only one that can get my ass out of bed, right? I I mean, my kids try, trust me, but a girl likes to sleep in. I'm a night owl and I'm not apologizing for it. But I'm the only one that can get me to do anything. I'm the only one that can get me to hear what I need to hear. I'm the only one that can see what I need to see. And so as much as I love the encouragement, we need to be honest. No matter how encouraging I am to you, no matter how much advice I give to you, if your internal message is not telling you you are loved, you are enough, and you are going to fucking get over this like a badass, you're not going to. And that's some tough love that you need to hear. I'm not going to sugarcoat it anymore. I'm done. I'm done walking the line. I'm done being careful. I'm done being cautious. I'm done second guessing what I have to say. The truth is, is I know that I have evolved. I know that I have come to terms with both my angels and my shepherds. And I know that I've come to terms with a little bit of snark and sass and bitchiness that comes with my inspiration, my encouragement, and my ability and willingness and desire to just want to hear you and listen to you. Inauthenticity. Let's work harder to make it more authentic of an atmosphere to breathe air in and to share air with. That's my advice. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Snap yourself out of this shit. I'm going to have a nice long chat with myself because I know I was losing my shit. And you know what? I'm also PMSing and it was just a full moon. So I got a whole bunch of stuff stacking up against me that I could use as my scapegoat that would justify and explain within my own psyche why this is taking place. And part of me knows that there are influences that change our moods. 
that alter the way that we think, see, hear, and perceive. And that's what's happening with the crisis. And so what we have to ask ourselves is, do we want the mood that we are in in this present moment to be our new normal? And if you don't want that to be your new normal, might I suggest that you incorporate into your new normal cannabis use. You have a great day.